Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. Joined by another gorgeous guest this morning in the form of Chef Natasha Sotianto. Yes, she's the executive chef of Blue Ways Food Empire. I like that. Empire. Empire. And also the founder of Salt and Palm Sydney and in Singapore, newly opened down at Juchet. Welcome, Chef Natasha. Thank you. <laughs> we were at your restaurant a couple of weeks ago, enjoying yes. your beautiful food, modern Asian cuisine. I like how you take, you know, traditional dishes, give it a modern spin, and there was a uh, lots of gorgeous flavors and textures. What's the secret? Yeah. What is your ethos when it comes to chefing? <laughs> Just cook whatever you'd like to eat. Yeah, that's first. <laughs> um, second, be creative. Oh, definitely. Because I, I see cooking as like my creative outlet. Mm. I don't really see it as just food as to eat um, to just it's more than nourishment right? yeah, yeah more than nourishment so I can yeah. definitely see how creative you get you know the, one of the dishes we got to try was the fried quinoa and I was yeah. like this is brilliant like quinoa goreng right Yeah. and I was like why didn't anyone come up with this earlier and then you were you know I could see the delight on your face yeah. you're like yeah you like it you like it you know this is what we do in Sydney and other, other. And just to hear how you were talking that kind of energy and I can clearly see how it is indeed food is your creative out, you know, output yeah yeah. such an art form because you graduated with a bachelor in visual arts and yes. masters in sustainability from the University of Sydney how did you end up cooking was it, it something you always had in you it's a question I ask as well sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because I, I didn't plan this but then when I study visual arts I realized I, I love doing creative job that's what I wanted to do in life but it feels like uh, because previously I did media arts and uh, painting as well mm. I feel like it's fun but it's sort of very unstructured in a way mm-hmm. like it's very like <laughs> I don't you know. like a little bit of structure yeah just a touch I like a little bit of more framework mm. cooking is like that okay oh. I feel like uh, especially if you're working in commercial kitchen like in restaurants it's definitely different with like home cooking so you still get that creativity, but also uh, you need to put it into systems so it works. Because mm, you need when, your consistency when it comes yeah, to food prep and yeah. you know, organization in the kitchen yes. and all that, right? So it's enough creativity, but enough challenge and limitations as and well. structure as well. Yeah. Wow. I can see how her brilliant mind works, mm. you know, just by how you've answered that question. Because <laughs> no, if it were us, right, I'd be like, yeah, today's version of Hokkien Mee is like this. Tomorrow might be a different version. <laughs> see your luck, la. see how. See, see your my, luck. See my mood. <laughs> oh my goodness, put that on a t-shirt. See your luck. Um, but I do know that your family actually is in the F&B business. Am I right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Has that influenced, you know, where you are today? It is. Like, I always, uh, since I was young, dad always cooks. And my grandma, both my grandma from my mom and my dad always cooks. Um, Family gatherings will always have, you know, different food, different snacks. But I never thought of it as something, I I kind of took it for granted Mm. in a way. Yeah. But then I realized as I grew up, and especially when I moved to Sydney, when I'm so far away from home, then I feel like, oh, cooking is also one of the way of me connecting to home. Wow. Connecting to my identity back home. Yeah. And I guess I took it for granted. How was the reception towards salt and palm or Indonesian food in Sydney? There's a a lot of fan base, right? A lot of people love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People, it's funny because Australia is actually one of our neighbors, like Mm. from Indonesia, but they actually don't know much. They do, but 
not it's but quite yeah, limited yeah yeah I think a very very sort of like you know um, skim of the surface you yeah. know interpretation of what Indonesian culture heritage yeah. and food is yeah. like so would you say that with salt and palm you are able to educate everyone in a very flavorful way <laughs> I it's funny because my family used to own a family restaurant uh, Indonesian restaurant as well back in Sydney Ooh. that was in 10, 2013 okay. before that what's it called? Teras Bali. Okay. It's it's non-existent now. Okay, uh-huh. But it's funny because I I look at the crowd back then. Back then, a lot of people don't know the difference between Thai food and Indonesian oh, food. Oh no! What? Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 kind of a bit ignorant in some yeah. ways. But it's funny because that that was ten years ago, and now in Australia, people know more about other culture, not just Indonesia, but. They know the difference between Malaysia, Singapore, mm. and Indonesian food now. It's a lot more. That's great. Yeah. I have a quick question. Do they still have this, uh, what, Singapore Mia? Singapore noodles. Singapore noodles. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, did we even have Singapore noodles? Yeah. Is, it still, is it still in existence? <laughs> I, I I made an observation about Singaporean food yeah. in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. I noticed that um, it's usually belong to this bracket called Malaysian and Singaporean food. It's never hard just to Singapore. Hard to distinguish. It's yeah. quite similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Origins yeah. are so are a bit murky, you know, like yeah. who started what, who came yeah. up with Unless it. Unless it's chili exactly. crab. That is rightfully ours. Oh, right? yeah, I, we own chili crab. Yeah, Actually, <laughs> there, there is a, a Singaporean chili crab shop uh-huh. in, in, in um, Sydney. Yeah. The so that is, one is distinctly yeah. Singaporean. But okay. Food scene is definitely changing in Sydney a lot. As you see, yeah. there's been a lot of influx of, you know, there's more education, more awareness of the different yeah. kinds of Asian food. And you see it popping up in the malls even now. Yes, you don't yes. just go to a restaurant, you go to the mall, the food court, you see Tin Tai Fong, you see Toast Bok, Brits, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. We're chatting with uh, Chef Natasha and we are live on Facebook as well. She is the founder of Salt and Palm in Sydney and Singapore. In fact, we want to send you there to check out her food with a $100 dining voucher. Tune in to Facebook to see how you can do that. Back with more in a bit. I love her official title, okay? Executive chef of Blue Waves Food Empire. Yes. You must say it, Empire. You should have seen how she was, like, you know, rubbing her hands together <laughs> when we talked about, you know, it's plans for expansion. Asia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try and rule the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also Blue Waves kind of represents, uh, you know, that beach life growing up in Bali and in Sydney. There's a lot of beach life there as well, beach culture. How has this beach culture kind of influenced your food? Yeah, do you serve? I don't. Okay. <laughs> but it's definitely, I mean, in the name itself, right? Salt and palm, very yeah. beach vibe feel. Yeah. Is that something you thought about when you wanted people to come and eat? You know, something that's idyllic, you know? It reminds you of island life, resort living. Ooh. Yeah, it, it is. It is more so like that. Mm. Um, because I want people to just feel like, Relax, like oh. they're on holiday. Like. That's exactly what I yeah. thought when I ate your food because the like, coconut oils infused into your dishes. It yeah. did kind of make me think about being by the beach so much so that I wanted a pina colada, <laughs> but I was having a different cocktail at your uh, restaurant. Uh, so, but it yeah. was all very like now you know like good vibes. It just feels like you're eating good vibes and yeah, the sense of relaxation and yeah. comfort. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about the experience. It's not just about the food or just the wine. Mm. It, not just the ambience as well, it's like the whole package. So it's the experience of being relaxed in holiday in a tropic 
you know, tropical yeah. island kind of thing. Yeah, so true. You definitely have to check out Salt and Palm. Once again, they're down at Juchet. So we do see a lot of, you know, Indonesian flavors incorporated in the dishes over there. Can you tell us what are some underrated aspects of Indonesian cuisine that you wish people would know about? I think I just want people to know that there's a lot of diversity in terms of flavor profiles, in terms of our history, textures. Because I, I know like in Singapore, uh, people already know a bit, a bit about Indonesian food, like nasi goreng or ayam penyet. But I feel like those dishes is not enough to to. Uh, to define what Indonesian food mm, is. Good point. Because I feel like Indonesia is very big and a lot of uh, cultures as well. Yeah. So different cultures have different food, different different flavors as well. So I feel like I want people to know that Indonesian food is more than just that flavor profile. Mm. Are you able sense. to capture that, you know, that diversity uh, to some extent, I guess, in salt and palm dishes? Yeah, I, I do because some of the snacks, it I focus more on the ingredients as well. Because maybe sometimes people think of Indonesian food, oh, it's just the flavor, like oh, the flavor has to be sweet and spicy. But ah. it's not always the case. Not all Indonesian food is spicy. Some Indonesian food is is influenced by the Chinese or the Dutch even. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting points. Wow. Yeah. So when you try to bring these flavors to Sydney, how does that differ from you know the Singaporean customers or clientele? Did you have to make major tweaks? Uh, not in terms of the recipe base because I do. Because Indonesians cook with a lot of like bumbu or spice paste. Bumbu, I heard bumbu. Is bumbu bumbu bumbu? What's bumbu? It's a spice paste oh. uh, for Indonesian cooking. Okay. Like the paste, right? Yeah, the yeah. paste. Yeah. The paste is the same. Uh, we I just tweak it to adjust with whatever ingredients mm. that you guys have here in Singapore, but it's more different in presentation in terms of uh, the difference between Sydney and Singapore. How would those differences be? Like, uh, Sydney people want more colour or, you know, what is it? Um, in Sydney, it's more laid back traditional look uh, because they, they don't know Indonesian cuisine as much as Singaporean does, okay, okay. I feel. Um, so expectations are higher here because we're feel, more familiar with yeah, the cuisine. Huh? I feel like I need to bring something interesting or something new mm. to yeah. the palette here yeah. that's to true. impress us okay okay yeah 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 mm. oh wow well Chef Natasha thank you so much for joining us here no stay worries. with us because we want to hold you back to share with us in Brightside Travels yes. what life is okay. like growing up on Bali or in Bali <laughs> oh my gosh you spent a number of years there and then before moving to Sydney yes. so we would love to hear all about the island life you yes. know, how this influenced you as a child growing up back with more of Chef Natasha in just a bit tell us a little bit more about what it's like growing up in Bali. Chef Natasha, you had this wonderful opportunity when you were 12 yeah. to move from Jakarta to Bali. Yes. And what was that experience like spending a lot of your teenage years there? It's it's really good. It's really relaxed. <laughs> so chill. Mm. I, I think chill is like the exact one word. Oh, nice. That sounds like heaven for us, especially since we grew up in a very pressurizing education system here in Singapore. Yeah. So what what does chill entail? Was there like a lot of playing? Was there a lot of work-life balance? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of, it's very slow paced. There's no pressure for you to like go like, like, you know, rush into different place at, at one time. Um, we are very close to nature as well. And I, I think Balinese people are very spiritual as well. Mm -hmm. 
and it's embedded in their daily routines. And even though I'm not Balinese myself, but it's it becomes a routine for me as well to see these people doing their little uh, prayers every mm. morning, and they have their own like ceremonies. Each I don't know, like they have like different religious ceremonies. Here and there in, in a month, for example. Mm. And it, yeah, yeah, it's quite a sight to behold, you know, when yeah. they get dressed up in all the traditional wear yeah. and their, you know, offerings mm. all piled high and they're making their way to the temples. It really is quite a sight. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, we wanted to ask, you know, um, so you do go back to Bali quite a yes. bit, right? Yes. You have family there? Yes, uh, mom and dad live there. Ah, and so. which part of uh, Bali do they live at and which part do you go to when you return? Uh, I live with my mom. Uh, at Changu, mm. like near Changu, mm-hmm. uh, not exactly in Changu. It's in Krobokan. Yeah, Changu, very up and coming, very popular nowadays, right? Yeah. Um, and what is the one thing that you need to do or eat every time you return to Bali? Uh, people like babi guling, and it's awesome. But I think people should also eat things like traditional Balinese food, mm-hmm. like ayam betutu. Mm-hmm. And the nasi seller, pipacantok. <gasps> I need to write all this down. Yeah, what, yeah. what, what, what is all this? Take us through these dishes. is like gado gado, but Ooh. Balinese form. Oh, okay. so a lot of local fresh ingredients. Yeah, it, it's like peanut, peanut sauce based. So. What about ayam betutu? Ayam betutu is um, it it has a similar paste as babi guling. So okay. in in Bali they have like a mother sauce that they cook for ah. everything. It's called basa genep. So it's cooked like with. That sauce, Mother but sauce, okay. yeah, but it's usually braised in a in a banana leaf kind oh of thing. Oh my gosh, yeah, delicious. Any chance to be doing that at Salt and Pump? Any chance? <laughs> really It'll be a surprise. Hey. Actually, I'm curious <laughs> to see what your mom thinks about your cooking because oh. now you've infused Australian flavors as well, right? Into yeah. your, into your dishes. What does your mom think about that? Mom is very very happy. My mom is very chill. <laughs> My mom is very chill, but also she eats healthy. Mm. And um, now that I cook more healthy food, she's like, oh, yeah, I can eat this. <laughs> like, yeah. Does she have a favorite of whatever you cook? And she's always requesting for this one thing. Um, she really likes the uh, the prawn noodle. Mm. Um, oh. I, I had it in, in Singapore. Um, and then she really wanted to try the fried quinoa, actually. She okay. hasn't get a chance to visit me in Singapore yet so but she's like oh I really want to try the fried quinoa mm. <laughs> yes definitely if you ever head on over to Salt and Palm go and try the fried quinoa I, I love calling it quinoa goreng la. That's yeah quinoa yeah. goreng is the correct <laughs> oh is it no no fried quinoa or quinoa goreng if you say either one you're going to get that amazing dish to try right yeah okay yeah uh, speaking about what do you like to do in terms of Bali because I think most people always think of Bali as just like oh, you know chill out lay by the beach side what, what is it for Bali for you in terms of activities I usually just relax at home <laughs> like because I'm so used to like just working and working right. and working it doesn't matter in Sydney or in Singapore I'll mostly work but when I got home I just wanted to chill and then I go to the beach or just have brunch with my mom have coffee mm. my mom my mom usually um, likes to wake up in the morning and ride, ride a bike around um, Changgu area. Oh, that sounds lovely, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like near the rice paddies. But usually we just walk. Like 
let's say we wanted to go for a brunch in Changgu, so we'd say, oh, let's just walk like from our home. It's a nice place to walk yeah. around. You do feel like time yeah. slows down a little bit. You yeah. want to take in all the sights and the sounds, yeah. the people. You know, it's a place that a lot of Singaporeans go to just to relax. And yeah. it's nice to know that you too go there, go home yeah. to relax. Yeah. And I find it's not so humid. So it's kind of really is nice it is. to walk it around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Something very magical about the place. Yeah. And of course, we've had the good fortune of talking to you as well this morning, Chef Natasha. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. with us uh, your history, your origin story, and we wish you all the best for Salt and Palm. May you Thank conquer you. the rest of Asia. Okay, build your empire, girl. <laughs> <laughs> the Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad. Every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.